Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Going Deep with Aaron Watson. We've got another great finance-related interview for you today. Lawrence Bensdorp joins a long list of financial thought leaders like Barry Ritholtz, Morgan Housel, and many, many more that have been on this show to share their perspective on investing and making your money work for you. You can check out all those previous interviews at goingdeepwithaaron.com slash podcast. But in today's interview, we talk about how Lawrence has followed a long and arduous path to figure out how to automate his investing and relies on the school of thought of technical analysis. A lot of our previous guests have been more in the camp of value investors and other schools of thinking. So this was a cool change of pace. I learned a lot and I think you will as well. So here is my conversation with Lawrence Benstorp. You're listening to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. Lawrence, I am excited to be talking to you today. Welcome to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, you've got a new book out that we're definitely going to jump into and, and talk about, but I wanted to actually start with the idea that you explore in the book, which is an automated stock trading strategy. Automation is affecting so many areas of our lives now, but this is one that can be uh, somewhat obscure for people. If they don't have any experience, they might not even really know what that means. So I wanted to start off by talking about your own personal introduction to automating trading as opposed to manually picking uh, the stocks you might be investing in. And if you can just kind of go through a, a basic definition of what it means to have an automated stock trading strategy. Sure. So an automated stock trading strategy basically is that we define our decisions based on historical price action of the stock market. Uh, so instead of um, predicting where the market will go, we use a set of mathematical formulas, and those are simple formulas. It's nothing extremely fancy or anything. And based on price action, where we have all the historical prices of all the stocks uh, in the United States, we can define then what statistical edge we have if we buy and sell based on a certain pattern that has happened in the past. So those patterns we program into a computer software and then on a daily basis when the whole hard work has been done with programming and everything, you only need half an hour a day to download the new historical price data and then scan your software for the new trade decisions, which will tell you, then the computer will tell you exactly what to buy and what to sell. And if you have an approach like that, you will see uh, that you have a very large edge and that you can uh, fairly easy beat the markets with trading. The key in this is that you have to follow the system consistently. And what we're really talking about here is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, a form of technical analysis, which is maybe not counter to, but a different school of thought from the maybe value investor or buy and hold investor, which are, which is had success 
uh, there's people who've been successful with both schools of thoughts, but you're talking about technical analysis, right? That's correct. Yes. And, and what that really comprises of is identifying the trends in which an equity or, or any asset is moving and then building automatic responses based off of that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your introduction to this school of thinking and maybe when you first started to find success with it or how you built your skills in this arena? Sure. So, yeah, I started to trade myself, um, what is it, 17 years ago already. I started in the year 2000, and at that time, I started with the belief that, okay, uh, stock trading shouldn't be that hard. I'm a pretty smart guy, so I can do this, and I'm going to have a great life. That was my uh, main thought when I was starting, and the dangerous thing as well at that time and and currently still is is that the brokers make it very easy for you to start trading straight away uh, some brokers they even give you money uh, when you sign up an account with them etc so you start with a a simple mental state that says okay i'm just gonna do this and then what happens to me and happens to almost everybody is that the market is going to teach you a lesson and that lesson is that you're going to lose a lot of money and that basically you don't know that much and that you need to educate yourself. So that was my first initial phase where I um, noticed my own incompetence about making money in the markets. And at that time, I still thought that I needed to predict where the markets will go. And it turned out that there's almost nobody who really can do that very well on a consistent basis. So I started to educate me and I started to read about approaches from top traders and how they, over the last 10, 20, 30 years, have made consistent money and what it was that they did different than I did. And then I found out that there is a way to make money in trading as well, which is the automated trading strategy in which you automate your trading strategies and your trading uh, decisions. So that was, for me, straight away a approach that I, say, that I said, like, okay, this really resonates with my personality, um, especially because you will see after you run a backtest of your system, you will actually see how the system has done in the past, how much money it exactly has made. So you have a clear understanding what your edge is in the market and how good your system is. So from that point on, I started to work hard on educating myself on technical analysis. And then came the harder part that I built a hypothesis for myself of buying and selling decisions in the market. And I, I hired a programmer and told him, okay, I've got these and these and these criterias, program that into the software and send it back to me. And that was a very long process of years of testing, paying programmers, basically investing in my own future. And it turned out that I definitely had an edge with the systems that I was creating. So from that point on, 
my confidence really started to increase a lot because I knew I was onto something. And from that time, I think since 2007, I have not had any losing year, and that includes 2008. That's really enticing, and, and thank you for sharing that, Lawrence. I'm curious because there, the story that you shared, the one of, well, I'm going to start investing, I'm going to start trading, and it's this low, I don't have to do that much work, my money will make money for me, I'll be smarter than the market. These type of ideas are very common with people who are just getting started, and definitely also common to take some lumps along the way, learn some lessons the hard way. What doesn't always happen is people grit their teeth, they keep coming back for more, and they go out and study the great investors. They study the, those who've come before them who have found significant success. And you mentioned that you went and studied these other investors and took lessons from their journey, from their vast knowledge base. What were some of these investors that you studied and what are some of the lessons that you took away from them? So probably the best recommendation I can give with that is read a book uh, and it's not regarding my book but a book from somebody else it's called Market Wizards uh, from Jack Schwager and in that book he profiles a lot of different top traders that, that have had outstanding results so a couple of names that stand out to me uh, in that book who have used an automated uh, approach is uh, Ed Sakoda and Tom Basso. Both have done a fairly similar approach, which was all around long-term trend following with the complete decision process automated. And they have been extremely successful with that. Gotcha. So, so catch me up with this process of hiring different programmers, giving them the signals or the algorithm or, or, or what information you had to share with them, how they built the software for you and what that, I guess you would say like tinkering process was like, that's, you know, one of my favorite books is Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. And he talks a lot about how the process of tinkering and experimenting slowly moves you towards a more effective, uh, honest, effective way of going about your business. And it seems like that is the process on which you had to embark. Yeah, exactly. And um, basically what I told my programmers, uh, I said, listen, I have here a set of rule that I think is a great criterion of buy and sell decisions, but I need to know if these decisions have a real edge so you need to program this in a software so i bought a software um, which is called trading blocks and um, i asked the programmers listen i need you to program these specific rules into that software and then i subscribe to historical data and then i can backtest and see how that strategy would have done in the past so that's what i did so um Especially in the beginning, it was a lot of trial and error. I mean, there wasn't a lot of great education around as far as the automated trading strategies. So I was really more of swimming in the deep, educating myself. But still, uh, I made like a huge amount of mistakes before it really started to work. But once I noticed that um, the, the software written by the programmers 
which was based on my decisions that it actually had an edge, then I started to build upon that and extend it further and make the strategy more robust, as we say in, 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 the, in the financial world. So let's also talk about the personality of someone who would use a strategy like this, or just in general, you talk about the trading personality that someone has. You hear from famous investors like Warren Buffett that maybe a lot of people should just throw their money in an index fund, not pay attention to it for a couple decades, and they'll do all right. This is also the school of thinking from uh, Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, that trying to almost keep people from hurting themselves with their efforts. Is there a particular personality or or lifestyle or or type of person that succeeds in a world where they're building this personalized automation strategy as opposed to the more perpetuated idea of buy and hold, you know, low cost index funds? Um, I, I think the main thing is is um, you have to have the confidence that what you do over the long term will make a risk-adjusted return, which is far beyond the S&P 500. Uh, secondly, knowing that if you buy an index fund, you're going to have a time when you will lose half of your money. If you see 2008... All those index funds, I mean, the S&P dropped 56%. And what happens to most people is when they buy an index fund, they say, okay, good, I'm in here for the long term, etc. But then when their equity suddenly is 30, 40, or 50% less, they're going to feel incredibly uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable with that. And that is something that I think if you have an automated strategy where you have a more clear view of what your future results can be, I think it's easier to trade. I think the last one is definitely very important as well, uh, and that is it, it doesn't really matter if you're investing your money in an index fund or in an automated strategy, but you need to be willing to risk money. And that is what many people do not understand. The only reason that you can make money in the markets is through risking money. If you're not willing to risk money, if you don't feel comfortable uh, when you start to invest, uh, let's say, $200,000, and after a month you're down $5,000, then you've got no business at all in the stock market. Then it's better just to have your money at a cash account and it doesn't generate any compounded annual growth rate then. But some people just can't handle the personal tensions that go with risking money. And that is something that you need to be very aware of when you trade an automated trading strategy that um, you will have a lot of days that you will lose money as well. And that's totally fine. It's not that you trade a holy grail where every day you make money and there's not one day that you will lose money. Something like that doesn't exist. And I always say that my mental state should not be affected by the market at all. So whether I lose or win money on a given day, it should not change my mood of the day 
at all because it's the long-term positive outlook of the process that is so important. It's definitely a long, difficult process to be able to, to divorce yourselves from those daily swings up and down. But it, it does seem like it would contribute to the title of your new book, The 30-Minute Stock Trader, uh, the, the notion that you're not actually spending that much time. I don't know if you're saying working or actually trading. Uh, and, and you've talked a little bit about the day-to-day of developing uh, your strategy, getting the code in place, and, and getting these automations in place. But once they are in place, it seems like what you're saying just from the title of the book and what you've explained so far is that there's not a lot to do, maybe just a little bit of further tinkering or experimenting. Can you explain, is there is there some point at which you cross in which you're really not spending a lot of time trading any longer? Um, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, in, in my case, my strategies... I can put in my orders uh, and it takes half an hour a day. I can do that before the market opens. And uh, the rest of the day, I don't need to watch the market at all. So my process is on a daily basis is downloading the historical updated data, then scan with my software for the new trade decisions, the new buys and the new sells, and then turning those orders into my broker platform, and then I'm done. So as far as the trading process, it's incredibly boring, actually. And that is something that most people would not expect to hear from me because they see stock trading as incredibly exciting, etc. I don't think it's that exciting because I need to make sure that I just do my work every day, but then during the day, I can do whatever I want to. I can, uh, I, can, I can take the day off completely. Now, in my case, my real passion is developing new concepts and new strategies. So that is what keeps me busy during the day, um, but it's not required for me to trade my system. And I think if you're not really need to have to take a look at the market during the day, so you don't need to, you can can ignore the news messages and stuff like that. It doesn't really care for you because we always trade both directions, long and short. So if the market drops, we have positions in place for that as well. So it's a really relaxed way of trading. Yeah, and that's that's such an interesting message because a lot of people might be starting off and they say like, well, I need to watch the, the business news every single day and stay up to date on every headline in order to really educate myself as to what's going on. And that's almost counterthetical to say, you know, detach, decouple yourself from that and find that space. Do you have people push back against that? Do you have students or other folks say like, well, what, I, need to, I need to know what's going on. Do you have to have that conversation? Um. I have a money management firm as well where I trade money for some some pension funds and family offices in in Switzerland and the U.S. And what is interesting is that, for example, in a time during Brexit, when we had the Brexit last year, I was here in Europe and I think I came back from dinner and at around one o'clock at night, I just really fast read the newspaper And I saw, my goodness, it is actually a Brexit. So that's definitely going to be very interesting in the markets. So for me personally, 
I didn't need to do anything different than normal. I just needed to execute my system, and I had both long and short positions on, so on my account, it didn't have any uh, dangerous effect at all. But that was a day that most of my customers called me because they were so worried about it. Although they didn't know exactly what their positions were, maybe. But uh, I think that's the, the big difference that people think on events like that, that everything is so dangerous, etc. But many times events like that is where the big edge is for the system as well. Absolutely. And you, you talk about some of these clients for whom you trade money on their behalf. What type of person might be a candidate for learning this strategy that you're outlining and what type of person might be more interested in hiring someone such as yourself to do that for them what, where does that distinction lie so yeah i mainly trade for for larger family offices with a starting equity of two and a half million dollars so that's probably the first distinction already and I think for people who really want to learn to do it themselves, those are the people that eventually, uh, if they follow the rules as good as possible, will have the best results possible because they will be trading something which completely suits their personality. And that is incredibly important. Everybody is different. Everybody has different beliefs. And everybody has different preferences as far as trading strategies. And there's many trading strategies that have a real edge. However, you need to be able to trade it and that you can only do if it really, if you trade something that suits your personality. So to give you an example, uh, there's two main styles with trading. You've got the trend following style where you basically are in, um, in stocks that go up over the longer term. And as, as long as they go up, you stay within the trend and you do not get out. So uh, a important and, and, and uh, yeah, a big saying always from trend followers is that they hope that it all goes to the moon because they can stay in forever then. Um, another strategy is... And that is exactly the opposite, where we say, okay, we're going to buy the fear in the market. So with Brexit, that was a perfect example. It was going up for a long time, and then we had Brexit, and suddenly there was a big sell-off in the markets. Many times, that scared money. So if you then have a strategy that says, that goes against the herd you definitely have a statistical edge as well because sooner or later it reverts back to its mean. So, but those two strategies are very different. And that's just a small example. So uh, in my, my elite mentoring program as well, I, I teach people what kind of strategy really will help them. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that the number one thing to drive home is that the education, the learning from masters with previous experiences, such as yourself, Lawrence, is the key to ramping up and getting yourself started. Don't necessarily try to do it all yourself. Take some shortcuts from the lessons others have learned in your stead. I think that the book is a great way to do that. Um, if people want to connect with you, learn more about not just the book, but some of the other mentoring programs that you have and the other work that you do, 
where is the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, yeah, I'd like to invite them to go and visit my website, uh, which is tradingmasteryschool.com. And over there, you will find more information about my mentoring program. You will find a link to uh, my book as well uh, that you can buy on Amazon. And uh, so if you just go to tradingmasteryschool.com. Excellent. We'll be sure to link to that in the show notes so that everyone can check that out. Also link to the book as well. Uh, but Lawrence, as we do at the end of every episode, I'd love to give you the mic one last time so that you can issue an actionable personal challenge for the audience. Um, may I offer two? Sure. Good. So the first one is uh, trading related. So go out and do some research and see what the odds of success are if you're going to do stock picking and compare that versus the odds of success of having an automated trading strategy. And I'm extremely curious about those results then. Okay. So basically that is just a, a great way to start to explore and see if the automated trading strategy really is what you want and you will see definitely that you're going to like that. Now, the second thing is, and this is definitely more a general thing, but it is so incredibly important, uh, follow your passion. Go do what you really love. Uh, that's what I always have done as well. When I was in my 20s, I uh, traveled the world uh, as a whitewater rafting instructor, and I've lived there for in 11 different countries. And... That was the freedom that I had from so young already that gave me also the desire as well to be a stock trader because it's the liberty that I treasure so much. So for everybody, go and follow your passion, please. When did you recognize trading as a passion for yourself? Uh, about 18 years ago. Just when I started, um, it was just right after my whitewater rafting career, there came a time when um, I needed a more intellectual challenge. The, the, the whitewater rafting could not give me that. And I've always been good in math and stuff like that. So it was kind of a, a fairly logical transition into that. And when I saw then that you actually can make money with an approach where you do not have a boss that tells you what to do, that really showed to me uh, that this is a great way. And then it was for me, it's the passion of having the challenge to beat the market. I love it. How old were you? I started, was it uh, 28? Gotcha. So definitely not something where you're fresh out of school or anything like that. It, it, it's never too late to start educating yourself. Uh, Lauren's a great example of that. And thank you again so much for coming on. My pleasure. It was a real joy to be here. We just went deep with Lawrence Bensdorp. Hope everyone out there has a fantastic day. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you hit subscribe if you've not already done so and tune into all of our forthcoming episodes. We've got a great upcoming episode on Congress and the watchdogs hard at work making sure you understand what bills are being passed and a big back catalog once again at goingdeepwithaaron.com slash finance for all of our other finance related interviews, that and much, much more. So thank you so much for listening to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. 
Thanks for listening. Connect with Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronWatson59.